0: Hello, welcome to the Valley View Podcast, Episode Seventy Nine. My name is Tyler, and I'm in a state of emotional turmoil. And I'm here with Matt, who is cool as a cucumber.
1: You know that I enjoy watching other people in emotional turmoil. Do you really? I'm a big fan of drama. I mean, there's been a lot of
0: drama in my life in the past have twenty been minutes. Drama.
1: I enjoyed Tyler getting an email before his flight, um, finding out the time takeoff time had been switched to twelve hours earlier. Which actually, he was notified a month in advance, but ignored
0: the email. Hey, hey, hey. We talked about this. I didn't ignore the. Okay, so we should just start a, a podcast segment, like travel travel log with Tyler, because <laughs> that short episode was pretty fun when we did that, when I went to Mississippi. <laughs> That's true.
1: You should probably just tell the listeners what happened, yeah.
0: because they need to know. All right, so here's what happened. Uh, for those of you listening, yesterday, I flew out to Las Vegas. I'm in Las Vegas right now. I swear, I'm not a gambling addict. I have like 15 cousins and an uncle and aunt to live out there. Um we are going for my wife's birthday. Um I we booked this flight in October to have it fly out at 10 p.m. and get there just before midnight because of the time change. It doesn't take that long. Um and a month and a half ago on November first, I received an email that said, Hey, your flight's been updated. And I went and I looked and it said that instead of my flight flying out at like 10 o'clock and getting there at eleven thirty-eight. PM. Uh, yeah. I was flying out at, no, no, don't spoil the ending. Oh. Um, I, instead of flying out at 10 o'clock and you there know, at 1138, the flight now left at 10 Oh one and got there at like 1131. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's nothing. So yeah. I, I mean, I looked at it, but I functionally ignored it. Um, then today Matt's picking me up from the airport when I get back. So he asked me to send him the flight like info and I went and I looked at the flight and it said I was taking off at 10 AM. Um, And so I was like, oh, no, like, what do I do? Um, And we assumed that it got changed because yesterday, again, for you listeners, there's supposed to be a snowstorm in Minnesota. So we assumed that they moved it 12 hours earlier to get me out ahead of the snow. Um, But no, they changed it on November 1st. It's just that when you communicate in military time and don't put a.m. or p.m., the American idiots like me look and see, oh, it got changed from 2200 to 10 a.m. or 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. 10 o'clock is 2200. So my flight didn't get moved by very much. If you're not following, basically my (laughs) flight was supposed to take off at 10 p.m. They moved it to 10 a.m., but they communicated in a military time. And so I lost it. I didn't realize it. So that's my story. Now we're taking off at 10 a.m. yesterday. Hopefully I'm happily in Las Vegas. Hopefully it took off even amidst the snow. Hopefully I got somebody to run youth group. Hopefully group happened in the snowstorm. (laughs) These are all hopefully at this point because it's Monday, not Thursday.
1: Thank you to Price Custom Cabinetry.
0: But yeah, I'm falling apart a little bit. Oh, thanks, Price Custom Cabinetry.
1: Uh, This episode, episode uh, 79. 79. 79 of the Valley View podcast is uh, brought to you, sponsored by Price Custom Cabinetry of Minneapolis. They are ready to make your dream come true. Whether you are renovating a kitchen, bath, or living space, Price can do it all with minimum hassle. So maybe a little hassle, I guess they're saying. I think that's
0: fine. Okay, minimum. We, you you like to sneak those little things into your ad rates, but I don't think that one's that big. Okay. Um, our
1: design and build specialists, um, they combine the latest technology with industry-leading service and lead times. With thousands of Twin Cities projects in our portfolio, we should be your first call when you're ready to renovate. First-time customers receive 10% off labor And repeat customers receive 10% off design services. Wow. Find us at pricecustom.com. That's pricecustom.com. Price Custom Cabinetry. When it just has to be right, choose price. (laughs) I felt like that was a really well-written ad.
0: They did a good job of avoiding uh copyright infringement with the price is right. Yeah. By saying what well, it just has to be right, choose price. Yeah. Like whoever's in their ad department has been doing this for a while. I feel like they roughly like a year and a half fish.
1: Yeah. But yeah, probably. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This actually is one of the better um Are you gonna slip in that we've had submitted?
0: Are you gonna slip in like a real ad read, like a real company's ad sometime and hope that I don't notice it?
1: I don't know. Think about that.
0: I feel like you will now that I mentioned it. Do you need any custom cabinetry? I live in an apartment that I hate, so no. <laughs> uh, not to actually, yes, to trash my apartment complex. I I haven't had a working stove for about five months, four or five months. And I haven't had a working dryer for like six months.
1: Do you want to name the name of the...
0: Uh... The Atwood Eden Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm feeling brutal, dude. You asked me at the wrong time.
1: <laughs> well... On episode 79 today, we, we're going to get to um, the question of uh, God's wrath, which I don't think we've talked about on the Valley View podcast before. We're going to talk a little bit about it. talked about it a lot as Matt and Tyler, but never on the podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about God's wrath. And um, then we're also going to give you some suggestions on what to say to someone if you have run out of things to say. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm really excited so, for that. Yeah. It happens a lot as a pastor.
1: Yeah. So for those situations that you might find yourself in where you're standing with a person and you don't know what to say, we've got some suggestions coming up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with God's wrath. Tyler, um, let me ask you this, the wrath of God, we read about it in the scriptures. Um, Romans, uh, lots of old Testament examples of God's wrath actually, um, You know, being displayed, manifest in different ways um, against his own people, you know, judgment on Babylon and some other areas. God's wrath. Is it an attribute of God? Should it be classified? Should wrath be classified as an attribute of God or not?
0: Let's say you. No.
1: No. All right. Not an
0: attribute Uh, because it's not essential to who God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's wrath exists because sin exists. So taking
1: it, backing up, take, taking it a little bit more slowly, you're saying wrath is not essential to who God is. Mm-mm. That it, And then what was your next statement?
0: Uh, God's wrath is a thing because of human sin. I see. Okay. Or like sin, because so, angelic sin would constitute wrath as well.
1: So could you give us some examples of things that are essential to God's nature. If wrath is not essential to his nature, what are some things that are essential?
0: Love. To God. Justice. Mm -hmm. um, Goodness. Kindness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control.
1: So you're saying
0: that wrath is not a part
1: of God the same way that those things are. That those things are um fundamental to his character and his being whereas wrath is not fundamental to his being it is rather uh, something called forth from him because of sin
0: yeah i don't know if all of those things i said were attributes of god i just started listing the fruits of the spirit after a while mm-hmm. but i lo- love and justice i would say very firmly are attributes of god in a way that wrath is not actually your son who goes to college Uh, told me what his professors are telling him. Oh, all right. Um, He texted me like a month into going to college. He said that the way that his textbook at Moody talks about it, um, God has incommunicable and communicable attributes. I think those were the terms. Incommunicable are ones that are like, oh, I don't remember exactly how it was, but basically like they called them, they called love and justice an attribute of God and they called wrath an attribute of God, but they talked about them in different classes. Like I would actually put wrath and mercy in the same class mm. because God would not have to be merciful if it weren't for human sin either. Like what, what mercy does he have to have with the other members of the Trinity?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Good point. So the way it's um, traditionally understood is that the, the incommunicable attributes of God are those attributes, which cannot be shared by humans.
0: Mm. So such as omniscience. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Those are much better. These are much right? better attributes than what I was saying. Omnipotence. Um, um Yeah omnipotence Omnipresence.
1: exactly so those are things essential to god but humans never experience those things that's why they're called incommunicable they're not communicated or transferred i'm doing the air quotes to humans he is doing air quotes <laughs> on the other hand god has communicable attributes which are things that humans can also be like loving or just oh we okay. can share in those attributes of god to an extent
0: so that's incorrect then like that that that's not what i was saying Because your son was talking about a further distinction in his communicable attributes.
1: Yes. Yes. Correct. Is
0: there, are there terms for that? Um, not that I'm aware of,
1: but probably are.
0: I should look at my old text because I I think he mentioned that. I don't have my phone. My phone is over there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently his textbook was differentiating between love and justice Mm -hmm. as opposed to not as opposed to, but as a different type of attribute than wrath and mercy. So, and in in my view of attribute of God, as I, as I learned it, Mm -hmm. it, it's the things about God that never change and are like essential to who he is. Yeah. And I don't think that wrath is essential to who God is because there was a time. Mm -hmm. Well, time is tricky when you're talking about God, but when God was existing with the Trinity, there was no need for wrath or mercy. Mm -hmm. So to call those attributes, I think is unfair.
1: Yeah. And I think it's easy to understand how wrath um, is not an attribute of God by just thinking of an example. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, completely. Um, I have always thought and were, and have been taught that God's wrath is really a, a result of the fact that God is just. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's, here's an example. Like if a, if a judge were to, um, who, you know, who is the, like the epitome of justice and a paragon of distributing justice. If a judge were to, overlook um a crime and and not have wrath against it and just and just forgive it we would not call that judge a just judge you
0: don't want the murderer off free yeah like that's not that's not good
1: it's good for there to be a holy wrath when a crime or a sin has been committed like when there's been a murder for instance it's it's a good thing that god um has experiences wrath because he is a just God. And his justice has been violated. Um, a human being has been uh, has been killed, mm-hmm. right? Someone has not reflected God's character. So we want God to have wrath. we We want God's wrath to be on the perpetrators of the Holocaust and those kind of things, mm-hmm. or if a crime happens against someone in our family. So the fact that God is just essentially, results naturally in wrath coming
0: forth from him when his justice is violated. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Trickier question for you. Uh-oh. Um, oh, well, do you have anything else you want to say about whether or not it's an attribute? Cause this question is not really about that. No. Okay. Uh, I, I have to mention with, that with we, we had a nice long discussion at youth group last year about this because it was like pretty 50, 50 split. Some yeah. people thought it was, some people thought it wasn't an attribute, but um, my further question was, so you said, Yeah, like it's pretty easy for us to conceptualize like, yeah, wrath is deserved here with like murder or with Mm -hmm. the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. How do we deal with the fact that God's wrath? You're also worthy of God's wrath if you like lied one time once and you don't remember it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Like if, say, you were perfect except for one lie. Yeah. We we would say that you still deserve God's wrath. Yeah, absolutely. How, How do you make sense of that?
1: Well, James, I think it's James, right, that writes, whoever's guilty of breaking one part of the law is guilty of breaking the whole law. Um, we know that that one sin that we're talking about is one manifestation of a sin nature that is in complete rebellion to God. Mm -hmm. And that the, the way it's classically described is that it's not so much, you know, the, the severity of your punishment is not so much dependent on the amount of time that it took to commit the sin, but on the height of the dignity that's been offended Meaning God, meaning God,
0: like God's dignity is offended.
1: Yeah, his dignity and his glory has been offended. And the reason it seems off to us that one sin could merit all of that wrath is because we have not comprehended the
0: dignity and glory of the one that we've offended with that one sin. Yeah, that's a good answer. It's not totally what I was asking. I was more asking how we emotionally make sense of that. Yeah, because uh, that's, that's say more about that. Well, that's like a, a reasonable, logical mm-hmm. like that's a series of logical premises that make sense. Like, yeah, right, yeah, right. You, you sin one time <laughs> it's A theology guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly. which means you're OK, which means that yeah. you sinned against God, which is mm-hmm. the same as breaking the whole law. Mm-hmm. So people who break the whole law like should be punished like mm-hmm. wrath, like yeah. that evidence is in God's wrath. Mm-hmm. And if you have a problem with that, then you just don't understand the glory of God enough, which yeah. is true. All that is true. I agree with every yep. single word. But emotionally, that still hurts like well, like if i was 11 and sinned one time i deserve the same punishment as hitler yeah. you know and then and, and that punishment is like god's infinite wrath yeah and like being separated from him for like forever how do how do i emotionally deal with that i don't remember which
1: book this is in but it's a um it's a it's a christian book um that's would be pretty familiar to most of our our listeners i think it's it's a I think it's a fairly popular book, but it, the illustration that was used was um, the Nuremberg trials when um, the Nazis who survived the war were on trial for the war crimes and someone who testified against them had a what he called a, a horrifying moment in the courtroom where he looked over at the Nazi that he was testifying against. And had the realization, this man looks just like me. Hmm. And what he was feeling inside of him was the the truth that that could have easily been me. Like the depth of evil that's in that person and what they did. I know that I'm capable of that. Mm -hmm. And that had a, a powerful impact on me because... I agree in that, like in the right time, in the right system, that could have been me,
0: the right kind of grooming. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the depth of depravity that was in them is not uncommon to human nature. Right. Like that could totally be me. And so if you're asking like, how do we emotionally deal with the fact that the punishment is the same?
0: I think the answer is we know that the nature is the same. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's fair because like, I don't know. Like we it's easy to throw out that hypothetical to make you feel a little something, like feel like, oh, this is unfair that some person who sit who sinned one time once, mm-hmm. like they get the same punishment. But like it's not the reality. Like yeah. we like we all sinned way more than one time when we were eleven. Like yeah, we're all exactly. we're all sinning every day. Right, like,
1: exactly. Exactly. And and almost as, constantly. <laughs> yeah. And
0: like as soon as we start to compare ourselves to someone who sinned more than us, that's just heaping more sin on top of the already gigantic pile that we have that we're ignoring. <laughs> I know. So
1: wow i i really enjoy com- conversations like that that's a really great question that we pose for ourselves
0: i feel like we didn't do that enough justice but like don't <laughs> no. like that would to do it justice you'd have to do like a months long series on god's wrath yeah yeah we're so just we're not gonna do that now. send
1: like, us your send us your theology questions yeah and and let and, us know what and you also talk about.
0: the thing like send us questions about what we said about god's wrath because we're Mm -hmm. like we're less ahead than we've been lately Mm -hmm. so if you sent us a question in like the next week we'd probably be able to answer it yeah before the next podcast next week
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a huge subject i think it's an important subject as well
0: we basically like took took a subject (laughs) that people have written books about and like talked about for 15 minutes and we're saying, yeah, we, we addressed God's wrath. (laughs) So we definitely didn't do it perfectly. We definitely did not address all the questions. So if you have questions about God's wrath, send them to at poll votes, Tyler, P-O-L-L votes, Tyler, or you can text me or Matt, if you have our numbers.
1: Yeah. So we dealt with it quickly and now we're setting it aside for a very underwhelming purpose and a very ignoble purpose probably to yeah. talk about it gives suggestions on what to say if you don't know what to say it's similar but to <laughs> it's our commitment as a podcast <laughs> that's it's, true the theology book with mountain, mountain dew it. yeah, it's it's so... similar
0: to a bible project does though i don't know if anyone who's listening has heard of bible project you probably have but on their podcast they'll like talk about these deep subjects and then get questions <laughs> and then come back to it like months later and discuss it ah, Okay, we're not doing it as nobly because we talk for 15 minutes not like 10 hours like they do but that's, that's, I mean, we'll do, we'll do like a question and response. If you guys have questions. So send questions about God's wrath. We'd love to answer them.
1: What's the account they should send it to again
0: at pull votes, P O L L votes, Tyler on Instagram, or you can text me or Matt if you have our number yeah. or you can email us. If you have our email,
1: Tyler, have you ever been standing with someone and realized that you don't have anything left to say?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, probably less often than you because I have a lot to say all the time, but.
1: So that happens to me also. Mm-hmm. And, um, a couple of weeks ago i was standing with someone and um, this what's, is what what's ca- their name <laughs> well this is this is <laughs> the incident it. that kicked off this whole conversation i was standing within standing with someone within earshot of my family and i couldn't think of anything else to say so i asked the person if i said uh have you ever owned a goldfish that
0: is this person a listener like is there any I chance they hear this
1: i don't know i don't know if they are or not i was I was tired, I was completely out of things to say. And I asked that the best thing I could come up with was to ask them if they'd ever owned a goldfish. And at the conclusion of that conversation, I got a lot of grief from my family. They couldn't stop laughing because I had asked that question. Before. Was I
0: around for that? Or did I just hear that from your kids? I
1: know I think you might have been. I, I just you, feel like I remember that. I think you might have been. So if that's not good enough, like if I shouldn't ask people if they've owned a goldfish, I thought, well what other kinds of things could could we say if we've run out of things to say so i made a list of some things oh to interesting all right
0: like, oh, matt why oh you asked him if you'd ever owned a goldfish yeah him or her I that's all I,
1: that's all i had i dug deep and that was the
0: <laughs> is this no good i mean it's fine i don't know they're a worse thing like there there are more awkward things you could have done than that true
1: i feel like uh, either way it gets it's going to get answered with a yes or a no right yeah and if the answer is yes it's like okay well tell me about that experience what was its name how long did it live
0: oh i was gonna say that's a very like specific i didn't like that's like a very specific story like this person if they listen will know that it's about them
1: sure on the other hand if they say no i've never owned a goldfish it's like huh never owned a goldfish i've never
0: i've never owned a goldfish
1: really no has, has there ever been one in your house? Like your brother, your sister, your
0: No, baby, we, had, we had beta dad? we had beta fish when I was young. Okay.
1: Well, uh, so then you would have this told me- This is actually me, a
0: decent question. So
1: then you would have told me, no, I've never had a goldfish, but we did have a beta fish. Dude. And I would have been like, oh, huh, beta fish. What, oh, what so color? How is that what different like? from goldfish? Yeah. See, it's a way, it's, it's a way to that's get it. That's not a
0: bad fish. question. The reason that you got made fun of is because your family knows you. <laughs> like they know that you asked because you were out of things to say. And that's why they thought it was funny. Like if <laughs> I did that, I don't think that Emily would laugh at me as much because I wouldn't be asking, because I might go ask my friends this now because I think I, just like have questions that make the rounds in my friend groups because I think like for a while, we talked about on the podcast, like what states are in the Midwest, like yes. questions like that. Have you ever owned a goldfish is in the same vein. So the reason your family laughed is not because you asked the question, it's because they know that you did it because you didn't have anything <laughs> else to say. This, yeah, that's true. Okay. That's what, true. Let's onto your list. You wanna,
1: okay. All right. Here's, here's the first thing. So I've got five suggestions on things that you, listener, could say whenever you're out of things to say.
0: And I did not make a list, but I will inject my own off-the-cuff off the, off the cuff things.
1: Okay. Here's the first one. Hey, did you have any dreams last night?
0: Oh, you have a different goal with this than me. Because when I'm out of things to say and don't know what to say, mm-hmm. my goal is to end the conversation. Whereas your <laughs> things are like things to continue this conversation with a person that you don't want to talk to.
1: It's not that I don't want to talk to them. It's that I do want to talk to them. I just don't know what to say.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was going at this in a different way. Mm -hmm.
1: You are wanting to get out of the conversation.
0: Well, let's go through your list and then we can talk about how you end the conversation when you want to.
1: (laughs) Okay. My first suggestion is is that you ask them if they had any dreams last night. Okay. What do you think? Would you answer that question truthfully if you got asked?
0: Uh, Depends on what my dreams were. Okay. If I had an uncomfortable dream, I'm not going to tell you okay. about it. But if I had something funny, then yeah, I'd tell you about it. Okay. I think that's, I'm going to rate yours. That's like a, so be ready to be rated. I got to give that like a C plus. Okay. Like just be, not because it's horrible. Like that's like, that's like perfectly average, right? Okay. Not because it's horrible, but because um, there's a lot of ways that that would make the person uncomfortable depending on the dream that they had. That's true. And a lot of people don't remember their dreams. So it might just be a complete dead end
1: also true okay number two uh what do you got going on later today
0: uh that's better Mm -hmm. because everyone that's like a b minus that's like slightly better Mm -hmm. because it the the pro is that you'll always be able to answer it somehow like you're never gonna get a like Mm -hmm. i mean they could say i don't know but then they're bad at having a conversation yeah um they'll always have something to say it's just that that's such a basic question you know like it's just kind of like a run-of-the-mill like kind of boring (laughs)
1: This question was my go-to at my previous pastor job when I would be shaking hands at the end of the service. I'd stand mm-hmm. at the door and shake everybody's hand.
0: Like a good pastor.
1: Yeah. And if there was some banter and then it wasn't really and going they were, anywhere, and, they, and they weren't leaving. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> leaving. That was my go-to. You nice. know, like, so what do you got going on uh, later today? That's This good. afternoon. Nice. You know, mm-hmm. going to watch the game. going to go do something, whatever. Okay. All right. So what, B minus?
0: That's a B minus, yeah. B minus, okay. Maybe B. That, that's not bad. Suggestion number three hey cool shirt where'd you get it <laughs> i can't judge that because that's mine <laughs> like not even not even like shirt but like i just talk about what people are wearing a lot mm. and for me it's not at all like like i know that i preface this by like i want to get out of the conversation but that's my go-to when i want to start a conversation but i don't know how
1: oh like i say, i really? like okay. youth
0: group kids listening to this like you know that like i i say i like your hair or i like your hat or i like your clothes a lot because i want to talk to you like it's because i care about you but i don't know how to start the conversation so i guess i have to give that an a because i use it a lot
1: you know i probably got that from you it, you might have like subconsciously it ended you up might've. on my list. yeah yeah well
0: kids like kids wear cool things or like have cool hair like yeah. i'm thinking of one kid in the youth group that you know whose hair is like a different color every two weeks like i love asking asking her about her hair
1: is cool still a usable adjective yeah to describe clothing or anything you think is
0: swell okay swell is not um i would i cool is fine you're gonna you might sound a little bit old but i mean i still say cool so i sound old for that too cool cool suggestion number four
1: um do you feel like any of your neighbors are famous
0: (laughs) um here that's like a d (laughs) Because nobody's gonna have anything to answer. That's so. That's like a little too off the wall.
1: Someone at our church has a neighbor, I think, whose dad invented Twister.
0: The yeah, game Twister. Yep, right? I, I remember. I don't remember who that is, but I remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've got them in mind right now. I can name the name, but I'll I'll leave it. Um, I'll leave it unsaid. But I just so I heard that and I thought you know we should start asking more people about their neighbors and if any of them are friends. That's like
0: a D here because it's n- you're not going to get much of an answer to that typically. So if they and, say
1: no, then the conversation is kind of dead. Yeah, there's right? nothing
0: and it's so off the wall. Like it's like a very high risk statement with probably very little payoff. And it's like true. and like, but if it pays off, then it's a big deal. Yeah, but if I mean if we were in like L. A. or like somewhere that more famous people live, then that would be fine. <laughs> I just don't think in you know, suburban Minnesota, is the best question. Unless you have like a Vikings player living near you or something. <laughs> do you, how would you answer that question? If no. I said to
1: you, Tyler, do you feel like any of your neighbors are famous?
0: I would say no, no, I, I don't.
1: And then I'd have to go back to like question number hey, one. do you, do you did have, you have any dreams last night? Do you want
0: a goldfish? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just work my way through the yeah. list. Okay. Here's number five. This is the last suggestion. So thinking about things to say, if you're out of things to say, you can always go with, Hey, what did you have
0: for breakfast? Eh, that's another like C, C plus for this, for this, well, for the same reason as what are you doing later today? Like, I think, I think what did you have for breakfast is a worse version of what are you doing later today? Really worse. How, how it, cause it's more like it's more marginal, like, cause all of these things are like small talk discussions that you don't really care about. And you hate small talk. Don't you? That's true. That we're intersecting other discussions right now, but all of these things are things that you don't particularly care about. Like, yeah, you maybe care a little bit, but if you're asking everyone when you don't know what to say to them, you, it's not like the, you don't care that much. That's true. I, I think you're making an important point. My
1: goal with these questions is to find a stream that's going to be able to carry us for the next three, four, five, six It's going to make it
0: sufferable. Yeah, like, it's,
1: yeah. it's not because I care. It's that there might be some material in there that we can get a few minutes out of.
0: Yeah, so that's why I think what did you have for breakfast is a worse version of what are you doing later because okay. both of those things you can tell when you're being asked like this person is just mm-hmm. we're, we're just playing the game you well,
1: know hey you should see what i can do though
0: with an answer to that question i, I can go any number of different i, I, know, I that. know that but i'm talking about how the person's gonna take it like the person's oh, okay. gonna take what are you doing later like that's like a much more normal question it's just kind of like all right yeah we're playing the game yeah answer what you're doing you, you talk a little bit you move on nice polite day
1: okay and Ask
0: what they what they had for breakfast this morning like it almost feels like you're playing with me, you know, like,
1: it, it like so you're not appreciating the question. Yeah, like,
0: you're not you're not playing the game in like a in like the right way. <laughs> but I hate the game, so I might honestly respect that. I don't know. I, I'm giving that one like a C. So
1: you're saying if you get asked that question, you kind of know that the questioner is out of things to say; they don't really care, and you kind of feel a little bit insulted.
0: I would, like, I yeah. would very slightly. Also, I don't think we should talk about things we say when we want to end the conversation. Because mm. people listen to this podcast yeah. <laughs> i don't I don't want to like accidentally offend somebody mm-hmm. because I say, "Oh, blah, blah, blah," to yeah. end the conversation and they say, "Oh, he hates me, yeah,' he what he said on the podcast,
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, if any of the listeners have me say any of these things to them, uh that's not going to be a good feeling, yeah, I've said all these things to people in my family, though, like. I'm I'm always asking, what did you have for breakfast? What did
0: you have for lunch? Did you have any dreams last night? Well, you're also a special one. Like you asking these questions, like you've built up such a track record of asking strange and random things that people Hmm. are kind of used to it with you. Okay. The reason I was rating them is like for the sake of the listeners, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like because a listener doesn't have the track record built up to ask, do you own a goldfish and have that just be like, oh, that's pretty par for the course Hmm. for, for that person.
1: Right. Okay.
0: so i actually i moved i think i moved um i think i officially moved what are you doing later up to like a b Mm -hmm. okay what were you saying um with 30 seconds left
1: yeah so what we've learned is that um if you stand around and talk with tyler and i for long enough tyler's gonna try to get out of the conversation
0: It's just awkward. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to try to find a question that's going to get us going for the next three, four, five minutes.
0: So we learned yet again that uh, Matt is a better pastor and just nicer person than me. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Send us uh, your questions about God's wrath. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye. (laughs)